This is the Black Creative Handbook with your host Cassandra Lauren Gordon. This podcast will help to inspire, motivate and give that blueprint, the manual for success for people in the creative businesses, for people from the African and Black diaspora to help us just move along, get that bag, and no more starving artist syndrome. No, out the door. Co-work with us. Be with us and be successful and get the gems. You might have heard in the podcast or you're going to hear it soon that this was called the Creative For You podcast. Don't worry about that. It's Creative For You. Let's be successful and be positive. Hi, this is the Creative For You podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Lauren Gordon. And today I'm here with... Courtney Barnes. Courtney Barnes. It's such a great name, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Can you just tell me, can you describe yourself in one sentence? So I'm Courtney Barnes. I'm a singer-songwriter from Houston, Texas, and I'm an entrepreneur living the dream. I love that. I'm just going to read a bit of your bio. And then we're going to get into about your incredible music. So Courtney Bonds is an influential, multi-genre singer-songwriter with a devoted following. Her incredible career began with a bang at the age of four in Hoots and Tests of Six, singing with her parents as a trio around the city. Since then, Courtney has constantly produced a therapeutic and original sound that managed to thrill and delight fans both old and new. But R&B, neo-soul, gospel and pop music that naturally flows from this diva lets her create her own lane of artistry. Wow, that is so poetic and beautiful at the same time. <laughs> oh, it, it, it just felt like reading a poem. You just encapsulates that everything about your music. Oh, okay. So one of the first questions uh, I usually ask people when, you know, I'm a great musician like like yourself, it's like, how did you get into music? Um, I, you know, I just kind of fell into it. So like I said, my parents uh, always sang, right? And so it was always within our household, this kind of wide spectrum of music. And when I realized that I could sing, I had already made up my mind at like seven that I was going to be a singer, no matter, you know, what was going on. So it just now is when I've actually started taking it way more seriously. And I think it was just kind of baby steps and learning from others how I can actually get my music on platforms and really get into the music scene. So just baby steps. And it just it just kind of happened. I don't know about just how- it just seems like, is it just natural? Because you said that you sing with your parents and you're traveling. Is that, how, how did that, how, how did you start as a trio with your parents just performing? So my parents were around Houston. They were kind of not, they weren't politics, but in the political scene. So that political scene, they started asking us to sing at their event. So from there, we just kept getting, you know, invitations to other events and started singing like that. So that obviously gave me a boost of confidence to say, yes, okay, I'm, I'm singing with my parents. And I was also doing like solos at church when I was a child and, and things like that. And they were on the praise team. Um, so 
I think it's always been a very easy career path in that sense, because not only was I passionate about it, but I felt like I was already good at it <laughs> at some point, you know, when I was little. So, yeah, was a, I feel like I was walking into my purpose in a sense. Wow. Okay. I, I feel a bit of envy for someone at a young age to know your your, your purpose and have that type of meaning. I'm, I'm in my 30s and I'm still looking for that sometimes. <laughs> so it just seems like, you know, so self, self-assured, but you you know what was the roadmap to get you are today and to and, and beyond. But I just want to just go back with your parents, right? Okay. What made your parents say, right, me, you, we're going to all sing together. I, I'm just trying to understand that because I don't really come from a musical family, just okay. for the viewers and for, for the listeners. Yeah, I think that they had already had dreams of singing. So I think they just wanted to take me under their wings and encourage me to do so. So they were pretty much my first vocal coaches, um, you know, telling me how to breathe, how to, um, you know, uh, pronunciate where I should go kind of loud on these notes or softer in these notes and how I can get to them. So they were really my mentors in that sense. And, you know, I think it was probably just an easy discussion to say, we can all sing. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm sure your mom and dad is not going to be like, if you can't sing, you know, we don't want to make a fool of, we don't want shame in the family. So I'm sure they would have been so confident (laughs) not to put their reputation on the line in these circles if you could not sing. So if if, if your parents don't support you, I don't know what can give you that vote of confidence. Okay. Okay. So going a little bit, with your um, journey, it's interesting that you might, you see your music as therapeutic. Could you expand on that? So actually, to be really honest with you, that was more so feedback that I've gotten over the years about the tone of my voice. So, you know, I've always been like, you know, um, I'm not this huge powerhouse screaming, you know, screaming in the best way you know, type of singer that's just never been my style. And that's not like the tone of my voice. So over the years, every time that I sing, whether it's, you know, without background music, with music, whatever, I always get, oh, your voice is so peaceful. It's so calming. It's so therapeutic. So that was, you know, the feedback that I got from people. And it was also one of those things where it was like a a full circle self-realization where you go, oh, maybe I do sound like that. Or maybe this is what I bring to people. So it's um, that acknowledgement and saying, yes, it is therapeutic. It's soothing um, my voice, the description of my voice. So, yeah, that's how we got there. I saw you got that. Is there any other words you would describe your music? I would say that it's fun and can be almost, almost whimsical in a sense almost I don't want to be too whimsical I'm you know I'm not it's not a musical you know (laughs) but it's interesting I feel like um like even the song yours takes a few twists and turns you know within there with the melodies and and um the storytelling of it all so yeah that's how I would describe it Oh yeah, I was going to ask you, thank you for doing that. It's great, I'm going to a great segue. It's like, I was going to ask you about your creative um, process because not a lot of people in this day and age write their songs. 
being a singer songwriter from experience I'm not a singer but I think when I was once when I was um 13 I thought I could write songs I look at them now I'm just like what was I thinking it's really hard <laughs> and also to get the melodies and actually to sing it and and to produce it it is such a talent so can you take us through the process of how you got to the concept of writing a song and you know making it into reality yeah of of yours specifically yeah let's, was... all right, let's let's try with yours yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I had actually been on a um, a almost like a hiatus from music. I just kind of stopped. It was I was at the point where I was like, you know what, I've, I've just um, I've given up. I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I've been pushing for so many years. It's not going anywhere. So I was just getting kind of back on the saddle when I was like, you know what, I have to release something so yours I actually rewrote yours three times that was a third version that you were hearing um aside from a you know a few key parts in there but it was a process where I was literally recording listening back to it and saying I don't like it you know maybe kind of but one thing that I heard um Lady Gaga say in one of her interviews she said you know if you don't like your music or if you think it's crap, then it's it's going to be crap. Other people are going to think it's crap too. So just being real with myself in that sense. So that creative process really came from a real life situation where I was dating a guy that I really liked that I really felt was better than the rest of the guys <laughs> that I was talk that I was talking to or dating. Um, so. I wanted to write a happy song. I wanted to write a song that was on brand, especially if it was going to be my first single that I ever released. You know, I wanted to, it to be on brand and my brand um, is about happiness. It's about joy. You know, obviously uh, there's, there's other aspects of that, but that entire creative process was, this is a real life situation. Here's some melodies that I like. Here's some melodies that I don't like. And it literally took probably, I would say, six months to actually get it to where I wanted it, how I wanted it to sound, you know, what kind of nuances I wanted to put within it. So it was it was a very long process, but we finally got it right um, after those six months and was able to release that first single. So it was exciting. Okay, so I'm going to break it, I want to just to break it down because it's just, I just did this and this in six months. But I just, I just sometimes with singing and songwriters, like when I think about um, Maya Carey, right? She's known for her singing, but not known for her songwriting, right? And knowing as not a musical bone of my body, how hard it is to write a song. Could mine be like the cat sat on the mat and he was fat and I just can't even think about a melody. But it's just, what, what I'm trying to say to you is like, you, I think what you just d- described of like how you got it from your mind and all the iterations all the way to the visual concept of the song and to release it. So, mm-hmm. okay. So you had the concept of um, this love song or just thinking about this person you, you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then in, interesting, you talked about your brand and it's thinking about as an indie artist or artist of today, I don't, I don't know if you want to use indie art, but artist of today, you have to do everything. You're so hands-on. Um, So I just want you just to, okay, so we sorted out the concept of the song, the songwriting and the producing. So let's talk about from once you got the song to release, because I was going to ask you about your video, because I thought, wow, the creative direction, you know, I want to talk about that as well. So let's start from 
I'm planning my treatment or I'm planning how to release it into the world and the business side. Yeah. Okay. Some, so kind of backing up a little bit first, I hear the beat, right? And once I hear the beat, I determine what will be the subject of the song. Does it sound like a love song? Does it sound like a, you know, a hurting love song? Does it sound like I'm a diva and I don't really, you know, give a hoot about, you know, what whatever anyone says. So first it was finding the beat, then finding the melody. And this is how I usually do it. Um, I actually will play the song and I record a voice memo on either my watch or my phone where I just get the melody down. So after the melody usually comes some words or some type of freestyle of words and then building out the concept from there and saying, this sounds like a love song. This is the melody that I have. And these are the words that make the most sense that go with it. So from there, after you got all that all together and you've released it, we went through several different possible concepts for the song. I mean, we were for the video, we were talking about doing it in a park and doing all of this stuff. And when it kind of came down to it, I said, you know, um, we did not have a, a solid treatment for the video. So I had to sit down one day and for like maybe four or five hours, I was doing this treatment. The treatment came out to like eight or nine pages long of specifically what we were going to do for this video, because initially we shot some scenes and the finished project just wasn't where I wanted it to be. So it was actually one of these things where we had to go back and say, we need to hype it up a little bit more. We need more outfits. We need more people. We need more locations. We need more of um, a storyline within this. So um, it became a very, very, a larger process than I initially thought it was going to be. And also way more people got involved than I initially thought was going to be involved. It was four of us at first trying to do an entire video. I mean, by the time it was said and done, I think it was like 11 people there. What? On scene. Yeah. Yeah. Getting this thing done. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot, but I needed the help. And I think those people. So when you help, help, is it the, the, the technical expertise or? Yeah. Well, uh, not necessarily the technical. I think it was more so like, I was taking on the brunt of the directing, the, you know, the kind of, I wasn't actually, you know, shooting anything that one of the, um, the videographer was doing that, but even just kind of saying, this is what I want. This is what I want the shots to look like. I want this to be drawn out from there or pulled into there. And this is where the focus should be. Like that took a lot out of me on top of doing my own hair and my makeup and dancing <laughs> and all of that stuff and changing clothes. So um, that was a lot. But if I did not have those people there to even just take the direction from me and just pick it up and and, and do those small things, um, I don't think there's any way we, we would have been able to get through it, honestly. Okay, because in that, in your yours video, there's a lot of things that strike me. I love the fashions. <laughs> I was very, because I feel like you put um, a lot of effort into your fashions. Um, and the set design, and I thought, oh, that's quite creative. You must, yeah. you, I think I, I I could guess just from looking, but you put thought into it. Because sometimes when you watch videos, it's just like, I understand why you're next to the car. 
Yeah. I don't understand why you're doing that. I understand why you're wearing that. I'm not, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's just a video, just lump things together. But it just see, obviously, I can see that there was a a golden thread going through the um, through the video and your and and your set design. How did yeah. you for for the different shots? Could you walk me through that uh, as a creative? <laughs> How did yeah. you decide that? How did you make it so simple but very effective? Yeah, so it was um, actually a, a combination of things. So we had already shot, you know, one day. So now we're going into day two, which means a bigger budget, which means more time, more people, all of this stuff. So we have to, you know, stay within these almost frames and still be as creative as possible. So I found a studio in Houston, a black owned studio, Sandman Studios. And when I found them, I saw one room and I said, oh, this is great. You know, they have this ginormous room, but they literally had like five or six different rooms within this one studio. And I did a tour beforehand. And as I was walking through the facility, I said, hmm, I want to do dancing here. And I want it to be kind of 80s style. I want to have on um, uh, leg warmers and this like kind of cool camera in the background and, and a mirror and all of this stuff, you know, and I'm, obviously people helped me set up this stuff. But each thing I was looking at the props that they had and I was saying, oh, we can use that chest and I can lay on this chest and this can be this. Oh, we can use these flowers. I think this will be nice. In fact, one of the scenes that was in there was completely unplanned um, for the location. And we just threw something together and recorded it um, that day. So, I mean, it's a nonstop creative process all the way through um, a nonstop discussion of that creative process because even the small and minor details, I didn't do it all on my own. You know, people were saying, maybe we should move this here or maybe you should be at this, you know, kind of angle or something like that. So yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a nonstop thing. Yeah. But um, I am proud to say that I did style myself um, for everything throughout the video next time, hopefully I can have someone doing it for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But I guess you, you learn from that and then that will help you with less thinking time until your next project. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay but I just I just thought there was a lot of thought into it because sometimes you watch music videos I'm just like oh, why mm. why did they do that and you can you sense the care and um as I said I'm interested in the fashion because I, I am like a jeweler so how did you style or did someone help you with the styling I styled everything I styled everything um and I knew that I wanted something colorful mm. That's all I kind of knew. And uh, part of it was, oh, well, I kind of look good in bodysuits. <laughs> and then the second part of it was, what's a colorful bodysuit that I could wear? Um, so that's that's kind of where that came from. I just wanted, I wanted something. I knew I wanted it colorful. I knew I wanted it sexy. Um, I knew I wanted something to move in. So those were like the three factors that I was working with. And then beyond there, um, you know, there was a little few changes to the hair, a few changes to the makeup just to kind of keep that concept going. Yeah, but I am proud to say that I styled it. And I and I do want to say that I appreciate you acknowledging that there was a lot of care and thought put into this video. For it to be my first video, I think we really, really hit it off. Like, um, and I kept telling everyone, uh, you know, as this thing was getting bigger and bigger as we're growing it out and we're um, and I'm adding more clothes and more locations and more time. I'm saying, you know, this is my first video and 
if I'm going to come out, I want to come out with a bang because in five years from now, when people look at this thing, I don't want them to say, oh, you know, it's okay. I want them to say, this is great. This is great for a first video. This is, they put a lot of time and work into this. I mean, that's what I wanted. And that's what the the passion that drove me to put all of that, those details into that project. Yeah, because I think that's what, because obviously I don't know, I'm going to be honest, I don't know where I found your music because I think I, before on, on camera on this podcast, I was like, I just want to look for great music, you know, and I came across you off the internet and I just wanted to, to, to connect with you and vibe with you. And then when I looked on your YouTube channel to see the visuals and what you do on your YouTube channel, I thought, okay, when you said entrepreneur and brand, that all ties in. And, and I feel like, okay, this is well put together. You know, this is very intentional and, and, and purposeful. And, there's probably people who are interviewing the podcast who, or your people are listening. It's like, oh, I might not be a creative director, or art director. I don't know how to do this, or I'm a one woman band or I'm one man band. So mm. I just want you just to just go into it a little bit about how do you, um, what's the word? How do you create your image and your brand being the being like an independent um, artist? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, first it's a matter of, and one of my good uh, producer friends, his name is KT Got Beats. He sent me a list of questions about who I am as an artist, asking me who I am as an artist. So I think sitting down and writing down, this is who I am outside of, you know, like the, the common things like this is what my, I want my stage name to be, blah, blah, blah. We know all of that. What do you stand for? What is your mission? What is your vision? So I think moving yourself from I'm just an artist to I'm a small business is what is going to matter. That's the that's the major change. And that's when you start thinking of yourself as this brand instead of just this this one person. So I think if people get to that point where they're they're kind of stopped and they're saying, I don't I don't really know what to do. Start with the simple stuff. You know, what are your brand colors going to be? Do you even have a logo? Do you want a logo? Um, do you have a business? Do you want a business? Um, what does it stand for? What do you stand for? What are your values? Mm. So once you get those things into place, everything else is going to fall right into it. Thank you. I was going to ask you about one of the YouTube videos about um, you give advice to independent artists about how to you know succeed. And I thought, wow, that is so you know, sometimes people don't like to tell things. Um, and I don't understand that. And um, just talking from a Judas perspective um, in, 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 in the UK, it's really hard to know the business. There's like trade secrets. And I'm just like, actually, jewelry is going to be a dying, like if you hand make jewelry um, in the UK, it's a, it's a bit of a dying trade, you know. So if you don't tell younger people what to do, it's going to die and everything's going to be be made abroad. And it was just so refreshing that artists like yourself want to give back and help others, you know? And I saw something about working on your craft. And I know it sounds very obvious and very contrived. Like, oh, of course you have to work on your craft. But I don't, if you can just expand on like, what does that actually mean? Because people in their head, like, yeah, I'm working on my craft, but they're on Instagram all, all day. Like, yeah. what what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're when I say working on your craft, 
a lot of people are naturally gifted, right? So they can naturally sing, they can naturally dance, they can do all of this stuff. But if you want to be great, you actually have to hone in on that and actually learn more than what you think you know. You don't know what you don't know. So when you're working on your craft, you have to practice, you have to read, you have to intake all of this information so that you can hone in on the best or make a better version of your talent. So that's what I mean when I say um, working on it. It's that even if you're great, you know, with your, your pen and pad, you still need to write a hundred songs before you're the best. You know, you can be great, but you want to be good, better, best. <laughs> okay. So how do you measure the, pro- I know if, how long is a piece of string, but how long, how do you know you make progress? How how do you know? Because sometimes as a creative, I feel like I'm working really hard and I'm seeing, I'm looking at my bank account. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at my, at my KPIs. I'm like, can't see a nut. So how do you know that you've made progress and how do you keep that resilience going? Yeah. I think the only way to know is uh, first setting goals. And then after those goals, setting uh, individual measurements of your own, okay? So, you know, if I have a goal and I say, I wanna increase my followers by, you know, a thousand followers in in three months, and I've only made it to 500 followers, eh, you know, I'm still doing pretty good. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm halfway there. I think the only way to measure it is to actually, for at least for me, I'm a visual learner. So if I'm seeing it right in front of me, you know, if I've set my goal here, and I'm at least walking up and I'm 75% there, then I know that I'm at least partially successful. So I think seeing, creating something in real time is the only way to measure your success and not be too hard on yourself. Because if you don't make some type of measurement of uh, your progress, then you're gonna feel mentally and physically and emotionally like you're not doing anything because you're not tracking it. So mm. as long as you start tracking it, then you'll see that progress. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just reflecting on my on myself. It's like um yeah, it's making them into more digestible kind of chunks. Cause sometimes as an artist, I feel like I like I want this. And I write, I do my vision boards and I, you know do stuff but sometimes I don't break them down into like weekly like things or monthly things Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like that's something I really need to do a lot it's like okay this is the broad strokes this is what I want to do but let's make it into more tangible digestible um goals okay Mm -hmm. so in this lovely COVID life, and I know that in the United States and different, depending on the states, some states are more relaxed than others with lovely COVID. Um, how has COVID affected your 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 creative practice? Has it enhanced it? Has it not? What what's been happening? You know, that's a that's a good question. Um, I have good and bad days with this COVID thing. You know what I mean? Like just. Some days it's, I'm, I'm really up and I'm uh, excited, you know, to be this great entrepreneur and to be working on my music and all this stuff. Other days it's like, oh, God, I suck. Nothing's happening. You know, what, I mean? <laughs> like, what, what do you do? Um, however, I do think it has not only temporarily allowed us to refocus 
on what matters the most, I think it has permanently changed us in that sense. Um, because I have, you know, these nieces and nephews that I, for a long time, did not see. I just was seeing them on video. And even though they're so close, they just felt so far. So I think um, there is good and bad that came out of this. But for me personally, it was good for me because it gave me a chance to actually pause and say, you know what, I care about this music more than um, I was previously allowing myself to. So it, it it allowed me to get back with my first love. Oh, that sounds so heartwarming. Um, I think a lot of people um, share your sentiment about that. And But I'm just thinking about performance-wise as, as, as a musician, how, how has that, how's COVID affected or enhanced your, your, your practice? Yeah, and it, it's affected it for sure, you know. Um, so before uh, all of this COVID stuff happening, I was still singing around Houston or wherever else I could sing, but I was mostly doing cover songs. So when COVID hit, I was able to record my own songs, get them out on platforms. So now I actually have something original to present to someone. So I feel like it was, I'm not going to say a blessing in disguise, but I feel like there was, there's some positivity that came out of this for me. Yeah, but it, it, it certainly has affected it, but it's opened more doors for me to do things like this with you, um, especially with someone overseas. This is my first time doing that. Um, but with really using the internet to my advantage and saying, I can do more interviews, I can do more podcasts, I can do more this, more that, because now I actually have the time since I'm not out there performing at the moment. And I, I feel like I'm gonna, you know, get there pretty soon with the with the vaccinations and stuff coming around, but I'm still not overly anxious to go through that <laughs> yet. Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting and seeing what's what's happening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you guys do it and then I will wait. <laughs> and I'll see. I'm not anti-vaccination before anyone come come for me. I just want to just wait and see. That's it. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So I should have asked you this before, but I'm going back a little bit. But it's interesting about the makeup. I thought, okay, how can I say this? Since I'm putting myself out on social media a lot now, I have to do the makeup. I've got bare minimum makeup right now. I've just got a bit of lip lipstick just to just to make the effort. I didn't want to come in. Like I just had to. And it's you have a makeup tutorial and you talk about the process to do your to, to do your video. Yeah. And as a jeweler, um, when I do shoots for my jewelry just because with COVID now, I don't know if I should use models and stuff like that. I've In COVID, I've been modeling on myself the jewelry. Usually I don't do it. I just get models to do it. Mm-hmm. And I went to a makeup masterclass and it's so hard. The YouTube people make it look so easy. So as like a woman or someone's putting themselves on camera, like how important is makeup is to like to sell your brand or to sell yourself or to, you know, how, you know, how do you think makeup is important? Yeah. Um, I feel that it's more important to present yourself in a um, easy on the eyes fashion than necessarily having on makeup, if that makes sense. Right. So if and also depending on what you're selling or what you're trying to convey. So for me, being an, uh, a singer, you know, I always have to look look on in, in a sense. And for me right now, this is bare minimum. Makeup. What? To, yeah, this is bare. This is bare minimum. I did. I barely did anything. I've got on uh, some lashes and some, 
you know, a little bit of brow and uh, a little bit of a little bit of everything. But this is definitely not my full on. <laughs> oh, my God, I feel OK. All right. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, I feel that it plays an important role because um, people are <sighs> people want to see beauty no matter, you know, gender or anything. People just want to look at something that is easy on the eyes and beautiful. So I think uh, makeup is important, but only depending on what you are trying to convey. Okay. Yes. I'm I'm embracing it. I'm I'm embracing (laughs) it because, you know, like, A, for my jewelry, obviously I want it to sell well. And people do say when, if you wear lipstick, you, um, women, they, they, they sell more. Um, And also I want to produce, like, if someone wearing my, my jewelry, I want to show them what it could look like in the best light so I, I I see that I I really do I'm not I'm anti-makeup I don't have an agenda against makeup but I just thought it was interesting for you to do a video about that and that's very inspiring maybe I will be inspired <laughs> to do a video when I do my next um you know jewelry fo- photo shoot because I have to do one quite soon so I'm like oh, I'll, I will just do it I mean, it takes time to get you know even good at something so you know just I would just say, take your time and, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. I think that's another thing. People are like, I'm just starting out in makeup or I haven't been doing it. And mine doesn't look exactly like hers. Well, it's not going to, don't know yet uh, what you're supposed to be doing to look like that. So it it takes a few years, to be honest. Okay. It's okay. So, you know, just doing it for a couple of months. I got got a lot to go. I got a lot to go. Okay. Um, going back to your music and, you know, standing out, part of your brand, how do you make sure that your sound sounds original? Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, I don't. Okay. I don't. And, the, and here's the thing. The reason why I say that is because it's not something that is where when I'm creating, I'm saying to myself, it has to sound original it has to Mm. Um, it's more so kind of like this is what I believe is going to work and this is what you guys are going to get and I even said this to a few of my friends because I released my second single like that um in January like that type of way and uh they were saying well it just it sounds a little bit different I said well you know when you only have two songs out as an artist only the people can only compare two songs but as I start releasing more music people are going to to be able to hear that this is her style and this is what I'm going to expect from her so for me it's just I just want to make good music and uh you know I don't want to sound braggadocious but I do believe that the music that I create and and uh show to the world does sound original in its melody in how it flows um so yeah, I don't I don't put too much emphasis on trying to sound different. I just feel like I am. No. Well, that's it sounds no, it sounds it sounds sounds good. It sounds good. I I'm sort I'm just reflecting as a you know, as a art um a jewelry artist and I'm just like I'm always trying to think <laughs> cuz sometimes like a hoop is a hoop. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> How do I make it more interesting sometimes? Mm-hmm. How do because there's 10 million hoops, right? Um, in this in this day and age, when I listen to mainstream music, it just sounds a lot is, is the same. And it's just so refreshing to hear something, to me, very, very different and very authentic. 
and with like with story telling when just just rhyming words or it has a dope beat and you're just like yeah it sounds nice like vibe music you know yeah. um yeah, yeah. so yeah it's it's really good to um to hear um yeah it's just really good good to hear to be honest awesome i'm just also thinking like instead of you just having an because uh, i'm getting into youtube more now you know i've done on, on and off youtube for three years not as consistent as as you so i'm learning but um why did you expand and just not just doing you know the typical right just going to do music why did, have you expand into a little bit more yeah. uh more more subjects well first i wanted to share my knowledge with people that's okay. that's the first thing um my knowledge in music and then i'm like i can share my knowledge in other things because wherever i go people are like your makeup looks good your hair looks good uh you know or what can you tell me about music like i even on that first song, people were calling me saying, can you help me get my music on platforms? Can you help me to set up my website? Can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And I said, you know what, why not just make some videos about these things and, and what I'm doing? And I appreciate you even saying that I'm consistent because I I, I feel like I've been wildly inconsistent. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm comparing and, and contrasting me. Like I did a video like three years ago, I did one a year ago. I did it. So to uh, me, Anybody who's done anything over a lot of time in the last kind of six months is consistent to me. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to expand into different arenas because um, if it's something that I love to do anyway, I may as well just put it out there. And it's a boost of confidence. You know, every time you post something, you're like, oh, it's getting good feedback. Or, you know, sometimes you get people that are not, you know, so nice. Uh, but you get you know, a boost of confidence when you're, you're posting it and you're saying, you know, I can do this and I can um, make it work for me consistently. So yeah, that was it. Mostly sharing the knowledge. Perfect. I, I hear, you said it here and in your bio, you say diva. So what does that mean? What I am a diva. Um, I think a diva is a boss. I think a diva is a boss. So especially being female in this industry, especially being um, black in this industry, especially being a dark skinned female in this industry, sometimes it's hard to assert yourself um, and say that I really, really mean business. So a diva just means a talented diva is what I refer to myself as. You know, um, I don't it's not like an arrogant statement or anything like that. It's just that I grew up listening to those divas and modeling myself after Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and Beyonce. And I feel like I'm part of that kind of lineage in a sense, uh, in, a, in that kind of musical group where, you know, when I'm stepping on the scene, I'm really, really stepping on and it's going to be big. It's going to be grand. It's going to be overtly feminine and bold, you know? So yeah, that's what I mean when I say I'm a diva. Okay. So we usually end the podcast um, of saying what was the best testimonial, the best thing a fan or someone who loves your music has has said. Can you give us a story on that? The best thing that someone has said to me about my music. Wow, that's a that's a very good question. Um, I would have to say that at one point I was feeling really down, like I said, and. 
I wasn't exactly sure which way to go and which direction to go with my music. And someone said to me that, and I was also concerned about, you know, me being, um, me waiting too long and being missing for so long uh, out of the music scene. And someone said to me that, and I also said it to myself, if you start to give up now, and if you don't pursue it now, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are in your career and in your life, then it probably wasn't meant for you anyway. So just riding on the concept of that and picking up myself again and saying, I have to do this no, no matter what, no matter what anyone says or what, no matter what trials come, I think it's the best thing. So just knowing that, that passion, that even that little small voice that lives within me to pick me up and, and drive me again and revive that, I mean, was probably the best decision that I ever made to move forward. Yeah, it's deep. That is deep. Okay. okay. <laughs> we leave it on that. Let people to ponder. But where can people find your lovely music? Tell the viewers, tell the listeners, where can we connect with you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, YouTube under Love Courtney Bonds, L-O-B-E. Courtney B-O-N-D-S. And all of my music is on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Title, wherever you are listening under Courtney Bonds. I have two singles out, yours and uh, like that type of way. And I have a music video, yours on YouTube. So please be sure to check it out. Great. And you do have a, a lyric video as well. So that's that's, yeah. that's a lyric video for, okay, great. Okay, so it's, it's been a great pleasure. This is the Creative For You podcast. Your host, Cassandra Lauren Gordon, and with Courtney Bonds. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Black Creative Handbook, your handbook for success, the manual, what you need to get there. Keep on working with us. Please share comment, rate us, just help us out. We help you, you help us, we're family. Speak soon, next time, same time, next week. Show everybody love.